Well, how do you begin to explain this week? Like many of you, I have family that are far away that are watching the news, that have been tracking everything that's been going on, that have been trying to pay attention. How do you describe to them what this week has been like? Some of the stories that you have are remarkable. Um, we do uh, we mourn, we lament with Julie Ray and Mike and Malia who lost their home. We love you. All of us know someone, right? Who has lost who has lost so much. And how do you begin to describe what this week has been like? Some of you evacuated your home three or four times. Some of us are still waiting to see what's going to happen, to see if our homes are going to make it. Lori, I remember uh, hearing that 70 homes were lost in your area, in your park. How, how do you explain this to people? I've tried. I've done my best. My my 80-year-old parents want to know every day how things are going. And so yesterday I called them when I was on my way. Uh, I was escaping for a minute. I'll explain that to you some other time. It's it's a longer conversation than we, than we could have at this moment. But I called my mom and I was talking to her on the phone and she said, there's this picture of, you know, of all the devastation they've been watching. And sometimes I feel like the people who are not here know a lot more than we do. Does it feel okay? Do you, can you? So my mom says, um, you know, I just can't believe the destruction. And there's this picture of a church that has been circulating, this church that's been burning. And I was kind of like, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I know that a, a kingdom hall burned on the first night and but I told her I I don't really know what you're talking about and she said yeah and it was a church of Christ too and I said oh huh well that's the Sonoma Avenue Church of Christ she said <laughs> and I said no that's not, well, she, yeah that's that's what it was called the Sonoma Avenue Church of Christ and I said mom that's my church <laughs> oh well I didn't know it was called that <laughs> and I said well mom I just came from there like it's still okay and it's still scant. well this and I've had she says I've had people calling me all day long and they've been asking me if your church is burned down and I said I don't think so but that's what it says is that Sonoma Avenue Church of Christ is burned down and I said well you need to find this article and send it to me so um, my my parents they, they look it up and they, and they send it to me <laughs> you're not going to believe this they had gone to our website and on our website, there was a picture put up of a structure burning. And underneath it said, uh, Santa Rosa Fire Updates. The intent was for them to, pit, to click on this link and then to go and find out what was going on. Well, apparently people have been going to our website, seeing this picture, and they think our church is burned down. <laughs> so, true story. If you go to our website today, as of last night actually, there is a picture there of our intact building. <laughs> and it says, fire update, our building is okay. 
How do you describe to people what this week has been like? I was laughing hysterically on the phone to my sister last night, and I think she was about ready to call the hospital to come. (laughs) I did. I lost it. I lost it for a minute. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? I don't know how you feel about those particular words at this moment, but they have taken on a different kind of meaning for me today. You see, where my house is, we sit at the bottom of the hills that are Annandale State Park. Right right at the bottom there as the hills come down, we're at Hoenn and Summerfield. I've looked to the hills a whole lot this week. I have seen multiple times smoke come down in different areas. I have expectantly waited to see the line come slowly and slowly down, inching its way towards our house. And yesterday morning, as some of us had evacuated when the wind shifted and we were here together, there was this moment where this huge, there was a huge billow of smoke that was going straight up and it was all blowing south. And it was covering, it was covering the whole ridge line that went along there. And we had sort of been watching this, and then we came out, right, I went out right around the time of sunrise, and the sun was coming up behind there. And for a moment, you couldn't tell what was fire and what wasn't. And the whole ridge was lit up orange all the way around. And I waited, and I waited, and I kept telling myself, that's the sun. It's not the fire coming over, it's the sun. And it took forever for that stinking sun to come up. (laughs) But you know what? It did. And there it was, shining behind this huge cloud of smoke, this red ball, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? You know, we talked about suffering last week from a distance. We were able maybe to plug into things from our past, think about friends that have been through this, that, or the other. But it's nothing like it is today. And it's one thing to talk about what to do in the middle of suffering. And it's quite a different thing to have to live it out that very night. And I don't know what your house was like. Maybe you were running. Bruce and Taylor got out, which is a miracle. And not only did they get out, but Bruce was able to wake up several of their neighbors so that they could get out too. Those people would not have lived. I don't know what it was like at your house, but at our house there were about 10 to 15 people wondering what to do. What do we do? Is our house gone? We have been more plugged into our cell phones this week, and it's already an epidemic, but we have been watching over and over again. Where does my help 
come from? And for the first time in a long time, I didn't know. I didn't know where our help was going to come from. Nobody did. People were running for their lives. So, what does it mean then in the middle of that? What does our relationship with God mean in the middle of that? What does our faith mean in the middle of that? When I was growing up, uh, my parents had gone to the same church forever. They actually kind of helped start it and plant it, and they had a group of wonderful friends that joined around them and actually helped raise us. I'm a triplet, for those of you who don't know this piece of information, and my parents were almost 40 when we were born, and my mom needed a little bit of help. (laughs) And uh, they had an especially close group of friends, and within this group of friends was uh, a a woman named Fern Wiseman. I loved Fern. You don't see many Ferns around today, but maybe it'll come back. I loved Fern, and she was one of my favorite people And Fern one day had to go through something that I cannot imagine going through. She got a phone call, and she found out that her daughter, Pam, had been murdered by her husband, Pam's husband. And I remember I got home from school, and I I came in, and I, I didn't know where my parents were, so there was a note saying, we've gone to Fern and Larry's, so I called And Larry answered the phone, and I have never heard anything like what I heard. They had just found out it had happened, and he just said she was gone. There was a whole trial. There were all these things that were going on. And through it all, Fern carried herself in such a way that I wish I could hold myself. And she was a hairdresser. And one day, you know, she had pictures of Pam up and there were news things and people knew what was going on. And and one day someone was talking to her and she was talking about church and talking about things that were going on there. And the person just turned to her and said, I don't know how you can still believe in God when something this awful happened to you. That is a question that is going around right now. I don't know how you could still believe in God when something this awful happened. And Fern, look this lady in the eye, I've heard. I was not there. And here's what she said. If my faith doesn't work for me now, it never will. In the middle of unimaginable loss, she realized something that is difficult for us to understand. And it was this. Anyone, anyone can say that they have faith in God on a sunny day. But in those moments where smoke covers the sky and our faith is challenged, we have to decide where we stand. And that moment with Fern has stuck with me my whole life because 
it has made me realize one very simple thing. Isn't it times like these? Isn't it times like these for which we have faith in God? Isn't that the point of this whole thing? When the world around us falls apart and everything goes on, we, though we don't know how, we don't know where, and we don't know why, can say, God is still here. Not in the causing of the thing, but in the redemption of the thing. Because the one thing that we know without question is that God is the one who takes things that are broken and He redeems them. That doesn't mean that we get to sit back and say, oh, look what God did through this awful firestorm. Oh, look at the lesson that God is teaching us. It doesn't mean that. But God takes what is broken and He redeems it and can make it whole again. And here's what I want you to know. In the redemption, that which is broken may never look the same again. That which is broken may never look the same again. But church, it shouldn't. We so wish we could go back to last Saturday, don't we? But we cannot pretend that this hasn't happened. This event has been a life-changing event for each of us in this room, for this city, this church. And in this moment of loss and destruction, of despair and mourning, we look to the hills. And we ask, where does our help come from? And there's a quiet reminder that rises each day that says this, as long as every day may be, there is always a new one. Because God is the one who makes all things new. All things. God makes all things new. And this church is the miracle of God. Of this whole thing. Not that nothing ever happens to us and so we love Him so much. But that when things do happen to us, we have something to hold on to. Can you imagine if all we had to hold on to was our home and now it was gone? If all we had to hold on to was how much we loved this city and it has changed fundamentally from what it was. This is the miracle of God that He makes all things new, that we are not defined 
by our pain, by our loss, by our suffering, by our failures, by our sin, because our story is one of a redemption, this miracle that God can make everything new. Our hallmark is not a lack of suffering, but the fact that our suffering does not make us who we are, that God will make all things new. And so here is what I hope you connect with this morning. Your faith in God exists for a time like this. It may be stretched to breaking. But your faith exists for this time. Because if you can't lean on God in times of trouble, then what can you lean on Him for? If you can't trust that He is capable of redeeming all things, then what is it that you trust Him to do? And if you don't believe that God is bigger than anything that can happen to us in this place, then what do you believe? Because now more than ever we need a big God. An unlimited God. A God who is bigger than whatever comes our way. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. God will be with you. And when you look to the hills and you see the sun rise again, May you remember that God is able to make all things new. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you are greater than. You are greater than. However we would finish this sentence, God, you are greater than that. You are capable God, we don't have a lot of answers. We don't have a lot of understanding, but we know that we need a God who is greater than. God, we are hurting our city, is hurting our friends, are hurting our family, is hurting. Father, as we continue through this, may we be people who know what it is to have hope. Not hope that everything will go back to the same. Not hope that our homes will be okay. Not hope that everything will be all right like it never happened. But hope, Father, that is bigger than that. That says you are God over all things. And that whatever happens to us in this place, it does not define us. You have 
made all things new. You will make all things new. And so, God, we call you to redeem in whatever way you can, in whatever way you will. And give us the patience, Father, to wait. To wait for you. And may we speak hope to those who are in despair. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whatever needs you have this morning, we want you to know that we want to be here for you. We want to pray for you. We want to lift you up. We want to support you in any way you can, any way we can. So if you have any needs for encouragement, for prayer, for anything right now, we invite you to come and pray with one of our elders. They're still in the back there. You can come speak to me. We want to lift you up today. So if you would, please stand. And if you want anything, need anything this morning, we invite you forward as we sing this song together. Please be seated. Randy and Debbie Mason have there you go. Randy and Debbie Mason have asked for prayers this morning. It's a prayer, I think, for all of us um, that we would have peace. Uh, you can't live uh, at DEFCON 5 for a week. <laughs> and peace is something that I know we all need in, in so many ways. So let's pray for that now. Heavenly Father, we are struggling and we are still in the midst. Uh, but God, we trust you. We want to trust you. So we pray for peace that surpasses understanding. God, the peace that comes when we don't know. When we don't have answers. That's the peace we need now. And it is only peace that can come through you. Father, would you calm our weary hearts? Calm our weary hearts and allow us to feel your presence in Jesus' name. Okay, last thing, next to last thing. Uh, We are going to have a lot of opportunity and we're going to have a lot of opportunity. Um, 30 different churches uh, from around Santa Rosa have grouped together to provide relief wherever it may be needed. We received a 52-foot semi-truck full of relief materials. So we have water, food, clothes, shoes, uh, personal care items, diapers, uh, tools to go in to clean up areas. We have resources Churches from all over the country are sending us money to be able to help people who are in need. We are going to have opportunity. And I hope that you're excited about that. I hope you're excited about that. Hopefully you still have your cards. I asked you to hold on to them at the beginning. If you have your cards still, if not, just grab another one. Um, But here's what I would like for you to do. Uh, Perhaps there is an area that you are most interested in helping with. 
Uh, maybe you're interested in cleanup. Maybe you're interested in taking food to people. Maybe you have the name of someone who you know needs something right now. Write that stuff down on these cards. Okay? I want to know what it is that you want to do. And I want to know if you know of a specific need right now that we can do something about. Um, and let me just lay out for you some of the things we could probably use help with at least over the next week or two. We're going to start trying to distribute uh, these relief materials that we have, and maybe you want to be a part of that. Uh, someone to help answer phones and return correspondence, because we're getting a lot of that. And if I don't ever have to answer the phone again, <laughs> I would be okay with that. Uh, so there are a lot of opportunities. Maybe you want to write cards to people on behalf of our church. Maybe you want to go out into our neighborhood and just ask around what people need and what we can do. Maybe you want to go invite people. Maybe you have a neighbor that is in need of something. Let's be creative a little here, okay? Um, and you may not be able to write it down on this card at this second, but I want you to be thinking in those terms. We are going to have opportunity and I don't want us to miss one. Uh, and, and that is my prayer for us moving forward. Um, so we're, we're going to take a contribution in a second if uh, you guys can go back and get ready to pass the trays. Uh, Larry, yes. That's right. So on, if you haven't been getting the email updates from Larry, please write your email address on the card. Um, we need to quietly, because so we don't embarrass him, say thank you to Larry at some point today. He, that's not quietly, that's loudly. That's not what I asked for, people. Listen, okay, listen. Um, Larry has served God this week and does not want any recognition for it. Um, but he has worked hard. And we are grateful for both his passion. Uh, he is passionate about helping Santa Rosa. And uh, he's basically Pastor Larry now to a lot of other churches here in town. Um, and, and we are grateful to have him. So if you have any questions about what to do, how to do it, where you can get plugged in, please come speak to me or Larry. And we would love to do that. Randy, do you want to? I'll just do it. Uh, we have an opportunity to give. Now more than ever, our gifts are going to go a long way toward not only supporting uh, what we do here in this church, but what, supporting what we do here in this church now takes on a whole new meaning. Um, and we give because God has been good to us and continues to be good and has blessed us. Uh, so let's pray over what we're going to give today. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the gifts that we have. We are grateful <laughs> just to be here together today. God, may the gifts that we give be an expression of our love for you. And may you use these things for your glory here in this place. Father, may we give of ourselves, our time, our money, whatever we have, Father, so that we can help our city heal. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>